is good, everybody. You're listening to the Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. Happy days are here again. The 49ers get another win, 17-11 to over the Philadelphia Eagles. Had to sweat it out a little bit at the end there. But a win is a win is a win. Congratulations, 49ers. They are 2-0. First time being 2-0 since 2019, so that's obviously very, very good. Uh, as always, a ton to break down in this one. We are going to be doing it. For the next 40 minutes or so, we're going to be joined by a bunch of different people, like my main man, Javier (laughs) Vega from the Oh Hey There podcast. What's up, Javi? Nice hat. Hey, well, nice hat, buddy. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Man, I I didn't know how you entered the show, but that was uh, a lot tougher than I expected. But um, credit to the Eagles defensive line, right? Uh, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, you know, hopefully he's not seriously injured, but that was uh, a lot tougher than it needed to be. Unbelievable by the Philadelphia defensive line. They clogged up the running games basically all day long. It was rough sledding, physical game. Elijah Mitchell's hurt. He has got a banged up shoulder. He left the game and came back in crunch time for the 49ers. Uh, Trey Sermon gets his first carry after the Elijah Mitchell, after Elijah Mitchell goes out. First carry for Trey Sermon. Gets hit like on the back of the neck, helmet to helmet. He fumbles. He's out now. We don't know what's going on with him. It was a wild sequence in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the the fourth quarter was, again, the Niners don't have a closer or something. I don't know what the issue is, but uh, <laughs> that fourth quarter was a lot tougher than it needed to be. I, to me, it's just like the final third, the final drive, the final offensive drive for the Niners before um, this, the Eagles scored. Yep. I was begging for a pass, like throw the ball. And this, you know, I'm not here to slander Jimmy Garoppolo, but this that's just kind of telling to me, like, you don't trust your guy to get you six, seven yards in the, in the pass game. So I just – those are frustrating. You could have ended the game before you got to that, you know, that second that second score by the Eagles late in the game. You know, you could have put it away with five minutes left if you would have thrown, you know, a little six-yard dig or whatever you needed to do because some of the stuff was starting to become open because the Niners were running the ball not well, but they were <laughs> – they were running enough to where it started creating some type of openings in the pass game. So I just, I got frustrated in that last five minutes of the game. I'm like, here we go again with this nonsense. It's like, Kyle, if you don't trust the guy to throw the ball, why you have him in there? And you just need to, you need to throw the ball. They need to throw the ball in those, some of those situations. Want to welcome in Levin Black. What's up, Levin from the Gold Standard Podcast? I know you, you got to hop in and out of here, but I appreciate you jumping in. First thought when you see the final score of this game. Ugly, but a win's a win. I mean, it's the same thing as week one, really. There was uh, not as much positive, I don't think, in this game. I was happy with the way the defense responded from week one. It's kind of the the uh, alternate universe of or the flip side of week one, where the offense looked like crap and the defense saved the day. So overall, the Niners are 2-0 and with two wins on the road. That means they got 15 games left, and eight of those are going to be at home. So at the end of the day, it, it's a great start. It's just the way these last two games have ended with the injuries this week and just falling apart at the end of week one, It's it just doesn't feel like a 2-0 team, but that's what the actual results are. It is, yeah. I mean, we were sweating out these last two victories. I tweeted out something. You know, it was 41-17. Artificial ingredients from our food. We keep it real. Sorry, I don't know why we are hearing weird music. <laughs> 
apologize for that as Javi Vega has now switched the hat. He's now yeah, wearing the khaki that. residency hat because he can't wear the same one as me because he's too cool. Uh, it was 41-17 at the two-minute morning last week, and the 49ers ended up winning 41-33. I tweeted it out that the Niners were winning. It was, what was it, eight? That's three. It was 17-3 with five minutes to go, essentially. Let's see how they close. And Philadelphia goes down the field Five plays, 75 yards for a touchdown in 65 seconds. I was clenched at that point. I was absolutely freaking out that it was going to slip away again. I think D'Amico Ryan's hobby's got a little, you know, he's got to change up the way he plays defense with a lead. Yeah, absolutely. They got to do something different here. Uh, on that last drive, there was a clear miss hold on D Ford when uh, Hertz escapes the pocket and runs for 27 yards. Mm -hmm. I really hate that penalty call on Jimmy Ward. That's just that's just a terrible call. They need to figure something out with that rule. You know, if you hit him, you know, damn if you do, damn if you don't, right? If you if you don't hit him, then he could keep going. And if you do hit him, yep. it's unnecessary roughness as he's out of bounds. You know, make a they need to put some onus on the quarterbacks to, you know, they need to figure out some kind of rule or, or some kind of clarification with this because that's fifteen yards. That's a big that's twenty seven plus a fifteen. Yep. That's what almost forty yards of you know, a, a you know, gained on just one play that really shouldn't have never happened to begin with because you missed the D Ford hold like D Ford's on his Lane Johnson has him like literally held like <laughs> he has him upright I'm like what is what is this I, it's I was, only holding if they call it hey, have the Niners gotten a single holding call no yet? I don't think so did you see the shot that the Niners equipment manager put out this week of Nick Bosa's jersey that was ripped up right underneath, like right at the armpit, basically, right. just torn up from Detroit Lions holding him? It was unbelievable. Um, there's a lot of stuff we want to get to. Yeah, Trey Sermon. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk. But let's start with the good. Can we be positive? We won the game, all right? Let's start with yeah. the good. The Philadelphia Eagles on the game had 328 yards, but 91 of them came on one play on a drive where they don't even score because of an unbelievable goal line stand by San Francisco 11. I thought the defense was clearly the MVP of this game. And even without Emmanuel Mosley and even without Jason Verrett and even without Dre Greenlaw, they can play. Yeah, I think this is a game where the entire defense has to get the MVP because there was no single standout player, whether offensively or defensively, in my opinion. And I found myself thinking that on that second-to-last drive the Niners had, I was like, who, who's the MVP of this game? If you look at the box score, you'd probably be tempted to go Jimmy Garoppolo, but he didn't have the best of games. His box score looks a lot better than the reality. And defensively, there wasn't any big plays. It's just overall, they were stopping the Eagles and making them punt. It was a team effort. What jumped out to you about the D, Javi? Um, I think the game changed on the uh, third and goal from the 49ers four. Jimmy Ward uh, saves a touchdown, right? He gets hurt. He gets hurt because otherwise, if no one else is there, that's a touchdown. You know, momentum switch changed, and it's 10 to nothing, you know, or 9 nothing, whatever, however you wanted to look at it if they miss a field goal. But it's still – it prevents them from scoring the fourth down for um, the goal line stand early in the game. Then the Niners come back and um, score a touchdown right after that before the half to me you know defense it's a, like like Levin said it was a full team effort but I think Jimmy Ward had a hell of a game Jimmy Ward with that huge tackle Jimmy Ward with the nice pass breakup late in the game on Devontae Smith he was solid in covers on both tight ends when they needed him to uh, he played pretty sticky all the way around and then uh, Diameter Lenore outside of that 91 yard pass he responded <laughs> really really well 
the rest of the game. And had he not tripped up, he probably stays with Watkins on that 91-yard pass. So maybe, you know, things happen. Guys are going to get beat. Every corner gets beat in the league. Um, Surprisingly, outside of Josh Norman's two really kind of bogus pass interference calls, he played okay. Uh, Fred Warner and the run defense early on looked much better. They were filling their gaps really well. Um, Javon Kinlaw, we all know his value now, clearly. He was very valuable. Block field goal. DJ Jones looked really good. Um, It's just the closing, you know, those last five, six minutes of the game, they got to figure it out. And I think they've, I think they're going to, they're going to start doing that as the season goes on. And hopefully they can start getting a lot more three and outs. You know, these, these six, seven, eight yard drives, you know, they start adding up. And I think uh, at one point in 2019, we had, we had figured out like the, the, the snap breaking point for the defense is like 60 to 65 snaps. Anything over that, your defense is gassed. They're in trouble. And then the Niners kind of turned on an offense to kind of where they have a 16-yard, 16-play drive for nine minutes almost to, yes. to end the game. So that's that's big. Um, but I think defensively they're going to get there. Um, they still need to figure out this cornerback situation. They need to go find somebody. But outside of that, I thought they played okay. This was a closer game than I expected. I expected the Niners to kind of run the ball much better. But we also see what did we learn. Raheem Mostert is super valuable to this outside zone stretch offense. Uh, it's going to open up the middle of the field for the 49ers passing game. And that was a big thing for me. I was watching this game and a lot of the stuff over the middle of the field outside of those two big Debo Samuel receptions was pretty much closed off and they need to use screens and ask Jimmy Garoppolo to throw outside the numbers and potentially down the field. If anyone else is watching around the league, we know it's the copycat league. They're going to try to do that to the Niners going forward. Levin, what about that? Because you definitely, I felt like, saw an adjustment by the 49ers in the second half, especially with the run game. I thought they were trying to run it up the middle to start the game, and they were getting just absolutely murdered. The first two drives were like mirror images of one another. Run up the middle, get stuffed. Second down, drop screen pass. Third down, fail to convert, punt. I thought the Niners did a better job offensively in the second half moving the ball. Yeah, they started doing pitches to basically get away from that interior uh, defensive line of the Eagles that's really good. And those pitches were working. They were getting five, six yards at a time with the pitches. And then they kind of went away from it towards the end. I think Kyle got a little conservative. He got scared when Hasty dropped the pitch, which is another thing to watch. What happens with Hasty? Because I thought it was interesting that one cannon went in. Uh, before Hasty got another opportunity after the sermon in- injury, and then Mitchell went back in, which I think Mitchell was being held out just as a precaution. Seemed to have a shoulder injury. I think they were hoping they wouldn't have to put him back in and, and subject him to more hits and, and risk making that a more serious injury. But with the Hasty fumble, Kyle elected to one play the guy that was just brought on from the practice squad of another team, and then go back to the guy that was nursing an injury. So. I think that's something to watch, but I think the run game overall, they ended up starting to figure things out. It wasn't great, but they did just enough to get things done. Yeah, it was interesting to me because it was like, okay, we didn't learn that much in week one in Detroit because basically everything they did worked. Like they, they scored 31 points in the first half. They, they were moving the ball just fine. I wanted to know like what happens under pressure, what happens when the, they can't run the ball, and – you know, it wasn't pretty, but the 49ers did enough in this game. It was just, like, reassuring to see that they can still move the ball, that there's more than one way for this team to win a game, Javi. 
Yeah, I mean, Kyle made some decent adjustments. We saw early on the, the inside game wasn't working. Daniel Brunskill was absolutely getting destroyed by Fletcher Cox and Hargraves, which was something I didn't take into account. I forgot how good Hargraves was until I saw him today. I was like, oh, yeah, he was a Pittsburgh Steeler <laughs> for a while. So, yes, um, you know, the tosses, like Levin said, they were it was huge to, to kind of get away from that. You know, you don't want Jimmy to hand the ball off because that takes the extra second. And then you have Hargraves in the backfield. He's ready in the lap of whoever it is. The Niners need to figure out this right guard position. I think that's been a concern for all three of us going, you know, since the beginning of the offseason. Brunskill, he's he's okay, but he's not going to be a guy you want to obviously extend or play in big moments. And clearly today, he was getting his butt kicked all game. Uh, the tosses were a nice nice wrinkle. Some of the screens, they would have been more effective had they hit them earlier, right? Yes. The one to use check, that's not on Ju- that's not on Juice. That was on Jimmy. He was at his feet. The other one to Debo. Debo, you got to catch that. That was It's in your hands. So kind of offsetting that rush with the screens and Kyle trying to go away from his usual outside zone stuff to kind of get the offense going. I was surprised there was no Trey Lance in this game. You know, that that's that's a big deal to me. Like, you know, you needed a spark. Why didn't you just go to the kid? He could have gave you something else and potentially slowed down the pass rush. And then now the team, you know, the Eagles are thinking about it. Oh, we got to account for the pass and the run with this kid. There's, you know. Whatever's going on with Jimmy and and Trey and Kyle and whatever this dynamic is, whatever that entanglement is, they got to figure that out. And they're going to need to use Trey at some points, especially when Jimmy starts that slow. Um, and again, it's it's to me, it's always been about the middle of the field. If you can close that off, you're going to force the quarterback to make decisions he doesn't want to make. Yep. And Jimmy's not going to hit those throws consistently. One to Sanu missed. Luckily, Ayuk it has 80 inch arms, arm length or whatever it is. He caught that yep. one on his fingertips. So there's there's a lot of room for improvement for this team. They are two and zero. They're going to San Francisco to go play up a banged up Green Bay team. So they should be fine. We should see a three and zero team by the end of next week. How about this from Richard Santolano, who's watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page? Attention, Eagles! The Niners <laughs> are not the Falcons. Well Absolutely. played. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, again, keep your comments and your questions coming. We're going to read as many as we can. We're going to uh, react to the postgame quotes here as they come in. But I am just seeing this because I thought this was huge. Before the half, Brandon Graham went down for the Eagles. He was a big part of their defensive front. He did not come back in the game. The reason is, according to Ian Rappaport, he has a torn Achilles. Oh he's going to have God. an MRI in the morning. But if it's a torn Achilles, we all know he's out for the year. That's wow. a huge loss for Philly. I think it was a big turning point in this game. You know, uh, there was a definite difference in the Philly front between the first half and the second half. The 49ers ran the ball 38 times today. They passed it just 30. I haven't really read any of the stats. Jimmy Garoppolo, 22 of 30, 189 yards and a touchdown. I said you should take the under on Garoppolo touchdown passes, which was one and a half. Happened to be right on that. Everybody yelled at me because they said I'm a Jimmy hater. I just made you money. Sorry, just had to throw that in there. A little little plug for me. Uh, How about this? From Carlo... Garibay, who's watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Kyle only puts Lance in when he wants to run up the middle for no gain. They did that all game anyways. They ran up the middle for no gain. This was weird. At Before the half or coming out of the half, you know how they do those coaching interviews? Apparently Shanahan said he wasn't going to use Trey Lance in this game. So, like, he just decided – did he decide ahead of time? Did he decide at some point in the first half when he saw the the 49ers pressure up the middle? Like, he just said no Lance in this game? Like, does that surprise you? Yeah, why wouldn't you play him? Um, especially as as slow as Jimmy started. You know, he was high, he was late, he was behind. He wasn't setting his feet. Like, he had plenty of time to throw some of these passes, and he just wasn't setting his feet, which is normal what we see. Um, but I will say, I will give Jimmy some flowers here. 55 pass attempts, zero interceptions. 
for Garoppolo. Yeah, congratulations, oh. man. That's the job. That's what the money is for. You're getting $24 million, dude. I'm not giving you props for that. Levin, I appreciate you jumping in here. I know you got to run. Any final thought you want to leave people with? I just want to know what these injuries are. I think that's going to be yep. ultimately how we feel coming out of this game. These are some really big injuries that are going to stretch for multiple weeks. Not going to feel all that great. If these are just minor things where the Niners come out of it and at the end of the day they're 2-0 and and relatively healthy, then there's going to be a lot of positivity coming into that Green Bay game. That Yeah, we're going to hopefully find out about the injuries. That Green Bay game is going to be so much fun on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Levin, thanks for jumping in here. We'll talk to you on uh, the Gold Standard on Thursday. Sounds good. All right, now we got a little oh, hey there takeover because <laughs> joining us now in the pod, Leo Luna, the other half of the oh, hey there podcast on the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Look at you. I see you've got the TV Hi, on in the background. Look at your little setup here. This is outstanding, Leo. Leo, you're on mute. You're muted, Leo. That's a terrible start. Terrible job at a big spot. I would. I appreciate you saying the other half, but it's more so um, the quarter. Javi's the seventy-five percent of the train there. No, <laughs> come on, take it, take it. Don't don't yeah, have right. that reaction, Javi. Yeah, right. um, but 49ers are two and zero. Let's. There's obviously some things that that we could work on. Well, I guess they could work on and get better at. Um, injuries to the running back position, how thin are they going to be going into next week on Sunday night football, but enjoy the moment. 49ers are two and zero at this moment last year. It's like I told Javi in our, in our last, Oh, Hey there uh, podcast. It's kind of just in the rear view mirror. Now that whole unsuccessful season, the whole revenge tour is just way far into the past. And this team is out out on the right track they played a hobby nose playing at philly when they're hot is a tough place to play they went out there and for pretty much what three and a half quarters shut down a jalen hurts offense team which that was a big question considering he's a big mobile quarterback and he did have some explosive plays with his legs but it was nothing that ultimately beat the 49ers on and what uh who i'm impressed with the most uh, I would probably say I want to I would say both corners. I would say both corners. The Amador Lenore did give up that that long completion that the 49ers defense ended up getting the fourth down stop in the in the red zone anyways, but his football IQ looks to be a lot higher than a normal rookie. Yes. You know, that's a day 3 pick. A lot higher than that. So that's what I'm really impressed with, Diamandu Lenore. He usually has good position. He did get beat on that deep fade because it looks like he tried to put his hand on Quez Watkins, but then lost his footing for a bit, and uh, that's ultimately where he gave up the leverage was. It wasn't nothing with his, essentially, skill set where he failed on or just lack of success. The dude lost his footing on a grass field. Shocker. How many times do we see that at Levi's? It happens to a lot of players, and it happens to good players as well. And then the other corner, Josh Norman. We were yeah. – a lot of people were just kind of skeptic uh, on how he was going to play or how he was going to look. I think I sent out a tweet earlier today. 2015, Leo would have been super excited to see Josh Norman's 49ers debut. 2021, Leo – didn't really care, just hope that he wasn't essentially a Brian Allen 
of the game, like last year versus the Dolphins. So he had a really good game. Uh, he did have those two big penalties on him. That To me, that's just more so of playing football in 2021 than necessarily, say, bad play style from Josh Norman. I think he had a hell of a game and limited the big play threat, especially covering a guy like Devontae Smith one-on-one after you literally wasn't in anybody's camp. And now you're saying, hey, here, go guard this man who just won the Heisman last year. Even though he's a rookie, he's still one of the best route runners in the league. And Josh Norman did that on man-on-man coverage, and he did that effectively for the 49ers today. Jared Poulter watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. First time watching an instant reaction, used to only getting the audio. Interesting seeing people for the first time that have been in my ear for about a year. Thank you, Jared. Although I do think that when you talk about seeing somebody for the first time, you use the word interesting. But I just want to apologize for this face. This is the best I can do. I'm, <laughs> I'm a married man, you know? I mean, <laughs> I think she thought I was decent looking. No, I'm playing. Um, I will say who I was impressed with, though. Yeah. Just to add on to that, Nick Bosa. Yes. Looked outstanding. Two sacks today. The second one, he I, he figured out my lotta late in the game, kind of yep. figured out what he was trying to do, and absolutely put him into the back of Jalen Hurts, jumps over him, gets the sack there. So two sacks for Nick Bosa. He's still got a ways to go to catch up to Chandler Jones. But three sacks in two games, I will take it. Nick Bosa, the former defensive rookie of the year, looks to be back in really good shape. Um so that is promising. They just need to figure out this back-end situation. Yes. Fred is a, Fred's going to be Fred. Aziz played outstanding again. Second um, week in a row. I yep. will say it on this show, and I'll say it on our show. Aziz is better than Dre Greenlaw. I'm sorry. Mm. This is what it is. He's better in coverage. He's better at filling his gaps. This is a plus for the 49ers. Cool, you can bring Dre Greenlaw back and have him play, absolutely. But, you know, looking long-term, would you pay Dre, Green- Dre Greenlaw big money when you can kind of pay a little bit less for – Better productivity from from Aziz. I'm definitely leaning. This is an Aziz stand account now. My Twitter is <laughs> loaded with Aziz stuff. Jesse Rodriguez watching on the Niners Nation YouTube. I personally think we need to use Bosa all over the defensive line. Move him to the side that has the weakest tackle. Ryan's did it some today, and Bosa got instant pressure. Well, Bosa gets instant pressure from everywhere. But, yeah, sure, move him around. What the hell? Yeah, he did that. He moved from left to right. He looked good. Even if, since he is so dominant as a power pass rusher, uh, they highlighted that multiple times today, uh, putting Melata basically on his heels and made him go down to one knee uh, on a play. Uh, I wouldn't mind kicking him in and seeing him play a little three-tech if we're playing, a, say, an Aaron Rodgers on a, on a third and ten or so. Um, because if he's able to just bully tackles that are 6'8", but well over 300 pounds – He's definitely going to be able to bully interior offensive guards. All right. I don't want to, I hate to do this, but we talked about a lot of the positive stuff. So let's go to the other side as we, you know, as these post game quotes start to come in here. Who disappointed you the most? I'll go first. And it's kind of Kyle Shanahan a little bit. There was a couple of times in this game where it was fourth and short and he didn't go for it. We didn't see Trey Sermon until we absolute till he literally had no other choice, basically, until we see Trey Sermon. No Trey Lance like we talked about. Brandon Ayuk got one target, one catch on one target, and this is after talking about Ayuk all week long. I don't care what Kyle Shanahan says. His actions mean way more to me. Something stinks with that relationship. It just seems like I don't know what's going on with, with Kyle Shanahan. You know, he seemingly has this – great locker room right and the team loves him and all that yet 
We had to basically bench Trey Sermon last week. He didn't use him this week. Now all of a sudden he's trying to teach Brandon Ayuk a lesson. Like something stinks there, Javi, and I don't like it. Yeah, I was buying all the Brandon Ayuk stock all week. You know, I was thinking 10 receptions, 10 receptions, and he only got that one. And then he had the one punt return. So we know it's not an injury. We know it's not that. Um, Is he practicing better? Yeah. I mean, to me, part of this is like, like I love Kyle Shannon. I really do. But I think he lacks in the area of like just emotional intelligence. Like, hey, you have this guy who might be in his head, you know, instead of dumping on him in the media or, you know, he says one thing, he'll say, oh, well, Ayuk, you know, he's dealing with injury, but Trent Sherfield did this. But Trent Sherfield did this. But this guy did that. You know, this is your first round pick. Sometimes you got to coddle a couple guys. Um, so it's just one of the things I would with Ayuk going forward, you know, this is this is potentially your best wide receiver on the team. You gotta get him involved early and often. He's gonna beat Darius Slay. He's gonna beat Steven Nelson. Like this is I'm sorry, that's a mismatch. You gotta take advantage of your best players, regardless of what's going on in practice. Take advantage of him. He's going to allow you to open up the the defense. And on one of the plays to Debo, you had that high low uh concept again. Ayuk takes the safety and the corner with him, and then Debo has a just a wide open area for him to catch the ball. So we under the teams understand that Ayuk is a threat. Use him. Like this is two two weeks in a row. That's frustrating. One catch, two weeks in a one catch in two weeks is just it's unacceptable. What about you, Leo? Yeah, I for the discussion, I'm gonna teeter off Kyle Shanahan. Okay. But <laughs> I will say this for someone who's been burnt plenty of times down the stretch of games whether it was oc with the atlanta falcons in the super bowl whether it was head coach for the 49ers in the super bowl or even hell last week almost burnt him in that game i don't know why on a on a third and short he decided to hand off the ball then run play action against the eagles who are probably going to expect a a, uh, a run play in that situation anyways, get them out on play action, hit something over the middle, an easy completion, at least give your quarterback a chance to convert this third down play. Instead, they went ahead and, and got stopped on third down, kicked the field goal, made it a 14 point game, which is great. But the Philadelphia Eagles immediately went down the field and made it a six point game after they scored a touchdown. So that that's just touchy territory that you're playing with there. Um, but I'm going to say biggest disappointment is going to be the offensive line. They got dominated in that yep. first half against the Philadelphia Eagles. Brandon Graham looked, you know, he's a hell of a player, but he was looking like the best edge player in the NFL. Um, Hargrave looked really well. Fletcher Cox looked really well, which is not an anomaly for those players. They're really good players. But I thought this 49ers O-line, is probably a top five O line in the NFL. When you look across the board, you have a perennial pro bowler in Trent Williams. You have a hell of a, of a run blocker who can hold his own in the pass blocking. Um, he's not completely terrible uh, in Mike McGlinchey. I think L- uh, Lincoln Tomlinson's a quality starter. Alex Mack is one of the best centers we've seen in the NFL for a long time. And then Brunskill, I thought he looked good week one. We've seen him dominate in big stages, like against Aaron Donald last year. I thought he had a good chance to hold his own since he was focusing on one assignment this week, and it was his position, not focusing on playing center, not focusing on playing guard, not thinking about tackle, was literally his single position. So I thought he may have had the edge there. 
Um, but it was just awful. Couldn't pass protect. Couldn't run protect. Um, even Trent Williams, I saw before Brandon Graham went down with his injury on a third and short. Trent Williams, Brandon Graham beats Trent Williams to uh, the ball carrier and stopped him there. And Jimmy on the next play had to get the first, fourth down conversion. Uh, great. Yes, 49ers eventually did get the first down. But your perennial Pro Bowler Trent Williams got to make that block. He has to make that block 10 out of 10. Yep. Um, so I just think they got dominated. And good thing for them, they're playing a Green Bay Packers team that's nowhere near the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line. But to me, I have a standard for you if you're a top five O-line, in my opinion, in the NFL, to not look that bad. And they did. Yeah, it was it was a rough going up front, no question about it. Uh, seeing a lot of questions about this, so I want to throw it in. Air Max says, "Who makes that SF hat? These are the residency hats. Uh, they are fantastic. There's a bunch of different options. Javi mm-hmm. apparently has two because he's made of money. I only you have, have that one two for free, and I pay oh, well, for look one. Look at you. So, you, do you have a hat guy or or a hat I woman? Have, well, so you as you know, I have another podcast. So check us out over there on on that podcast later on tonight. We are doing some giveaways, so people can get these from me directly without paying for them. So tune in over oh, there. Oh well, excuse me, Mister. I'm made of hats over here. Yeah, yeah. Not like shipping costs anything. Look at money bags over there. <laughs> great, so <laughs> nice. So um, I'm looking at some of the Shanahan quotes here. He says he's hopeful that Elijah Mitchell's injury is just a stinger, which probably means he'll be out for half the season with the way the injuries <laughs> happen to the 49ers. I'll he breathe, also breathe he, credited, he credited Trenton Cannon for stepping up and taking some snacks. He, uh, Trenton Cannon's been here for about 10 minutes, so sure. Um, I don't want to get in on this, but I'm seeing a ton of people dragging Jimmy Garoppolo not happy with Jimmy in this game. Again, I read the stats, 22 of 30, 189 yards and a touchdown. A lot of those were screen passes, short passes, but the Eagles were also getting a lot of pressure, so I understand Shanahan wanting to go that direction. Uh, I would have understood if Kyle sprinkled in Trey Lance more, but I also understood the game plan from him, and I actually thought that Jimmy used his legs a lot in this game, and it's something he's done a lot this year, using his legs more to escape pressure, extend plays, sometimes running, you know, turning into a play that could have been a sack into a couple-yard gain. Overall grade for Jimmy Garoppolo in this one, Javi? Uh, C+. Plus. Um, he wasn't asked to do too much, but when they needed him to make a play, he made a play. He had two, he had two big passes, both of them to Debo Samuel. Uh, the one that was for 40, and I want to say the other one was like 26. The one for 40 sets him up in the red zone, and then they you know, they score on the next either the next play or the play after to Juwan Jennings, and then the other one gets him in um, yeah, in scoring range again, and then he has a QB sneak. So, yeah, this is the this is the thing with the Kyle Shanahan offense. He's going to give you the Jimmy gimmies, or just any quarterback really going to give you some really easy throws to make, try to set you up, and then he's going to get ask you to make two or three, maybe four tough throws a game. Jimmy was asked to make two tough throws. He executed those throws. Um, but, yes, this offense needs more from Jimmy Garoppolo, and this is where the importance of Raheem Mostert's come in. Uh, Raheem, his ability to stretch both sides of the field allows the middle of the field to open up, and we all know that's where Jimmy is going to make his money, in the middle of the field, and they were closing that down. Yes, they were giving him some short stuff over the middle, but you know that deep dig, that uh, clear out that they usually run with Ayuk or Kittle, uh, they, they weren't there today because you have the safety and then two linebackers dropping into a zone, begging Jimmy Garoppolo to throw it there. 
And once Jimmy sees that, then now Jimmy has to come off those reads and either look outside the numbers or look further down the field. And we know he doesn't excel there. So I'm going to give Jimmy a C-plus in this game. He did exactly what needed to be done to win this game. Um, the QB sneaks were you know, probably the best thing about today's game outside of those two passes. It is something that's going to be something to watch the rest of the season. Teams are going to copy what the Eagles did, what the Detroit Lions did late in the game uh, against this offense. They're going to try to take away the middle of the field, and they're going to force Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the ball down the field or outside the numbers, two things that he does not do well or consistent, consistently enough, and you're going to need Brandon Ayuk to get involved. So Kyle's going to have to dial it up, be a little more, um, a little bit more creative. Hopefully Elijah Mitchell's not injured. And get Trey Sermon involved because obviously his first snap, he looked very spry, looked explosive. So I don't know what's going on with Trey Sermon outside of the injury that he sustained today. You need this run game has to be effective for the pass game to work. Leo, your thoughts on Jimmy? So, Javi, is it a 77C plus or 78C plus? <laughs> I was at like 76. 76? Okay, then I'll price up right you and put you at put him at 77 i had c plus as well i just didn't want to have the exact number so um but with jimmy Garoppolo, the reason why he's a c plus is he did enough for this team to win today he didn't completely like his first quarter he didn't carry that all into four quarters today he he did show a little more mobility than even 2019 that he showed um he did complete some passes to debo samuel he did get that that third down conversion to the one Brandon Ayuk reception that put it in a place where only Brandon Ayuk can catch it. Didn't turn over the ball as well. Uh, so that's always a positive when talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. We're through eight quarters of him at quarterback with zero interceptions. Um, but with Jimmy Garoppolo, it, it's just a C plus. It's good enough to win when you have a defense like this, similar to 2019, eventually, you know, there's going to be that switch that's needed to turn. And whether he gets that job done or not, that's going to be the question. I feel like we know who he is already. That's why a lot of people want to go to Trey Lance. Um, but it's just in those moments, is he going to be able to have a New Orleans game like in 2019 or a Cardinals game in 2019 this season? We'll see. Uh, but a lot of easy, easy completion, as someone said it um, in in the comments, it's, it's those need to be made by a quarterback that's making 27 million. Not only a quarterback that's making 27 million, a quarterback that has you benching Trey Lance needs to make those those throws. Besides the money, right. besides right. the cap hit, if you're benching Trey Lance for this guy, Jimmy Garoppolo has to make those throws. And since he's not, it you know it, it comes to the question of when does Trey Lance get in? that's always going to be there until he starts making those throws at a consistent level. I'm not expecting him to be a hundred for, you know, a hundred percent completion percentage on the throws to the numbers. But if he could get somewhere closer to 68 or so on throws to the numbers, great. Rather than the, you know, what he showed today. Uh, he had Mohammed Sanu wide open, wide open wide for a third down conversion in the first quarter just sailed it on them. And the reason why I bring that up is because it's a throw to the numbers across the field. If you're benching train lance for this guy, you need Jimmy Garoppolo to make those throws. Luke Rachel Anderson says it's saying a lot that two quarterback sneaks Jimmy had were his biggest pluses for the game. This C plus grading is on one hell of a curve. <laughs> Let me just say, be two if, names there's, we if want. there's one thing Jimmy Garoppolo does at an elite level, 
It is quarterback sneak. He's unstoppable with that thing. And I love that they didn't get cute at the goal line. Uh-oh. Leo has disappeared here. Oh, welcome back, Leo. I love it they didn't get cute at the goal line. They re- they overturned the carry by the running back. I think it was Elijah Mitchell. And they put it on the one-yard line. No jet sweep. No play-action bootleg. Just get it over the goal line. Give it to Jimmy. He did it. He did it well. He gets the touchdown. I'm surprised that so many people are down on Jimmy. I know it wasn't spectacular, but in a game where your offense didn't have it, where you're getting dominated up front, he could have done a lot worse. Let me just tell you. I agree that everything you said is totally true, Leo. Like, he's got to reach a certain standard, and he has to reach a standard that's good enough to keep your number three overall pick on the bench. Uh, We'll see what happens in prime time on Sunday night football. If we see Lance on the field, if Jimmy, you know, Let's see if he has to throw more than eight passes because he didn't have to do that in the NFC Championship game. Um, a lot and of... see, Go ahead. this is why it's also a C plus is because no interception, no fumbles from within the pocket, which he had quite a few in 2019. I think he had yep. around eight fumbles or so in 2019. And he had that fantastic minute drill before the half to where he hit Debo Samuel in between two defenders yes. in a in a position to let Debo Samuel to get those yards after the catch. So with those three things combined, 49ers were able to get into the half with a lead, carry that momentum in the t- into the second half. And if he turns over the football today, if he do the 49ers win? No. Probably not. So the fact that he didn't do that, he did enough for the 49ers to win. And when your quarterback does enough – for your team to win and and not have those turnovers, I, I feel like it's got to be, you know, that curve up to a C-plus at that point. So the pass charts are out. If anyone knows, that, if anyone follows next-gen stats, no, the pass charts are out. Jimmy Garoppolo on throws, uh, let's see here, from the line of scrimmage to 10 yards and up the middle, 3 for 3, 10 to 20, 3 for 4 for 72 yards. So, you know, this is what I was, was referring to about the passes up the middle. Yes, he was 6 of 7 there but everything else outside the numbers six of seven to his left two of two to his right on the six of seven to his left 41 yards for one touchdown and then two for two on the other side for eight yards and then behind the line of scrimmage is kind of where he did most of his work two of four to the left four or five up the middle those are the screens and then two for two to his right and for you know this is where you need more out of your quarterback however he got the job done those two big boy throws to Debo Samuel both of them over the middle that is you know you that's why he's going to get a C plus from me. And he did, uh, he did enough to win this game. And that's all you can ask for. Those QB sneaks were elite. And then he had those two really, really good throws, which were very impressive. And that's what I, that's what I take away from this game. Kainoa Aki says, you got to be kidding me about the Jimmy slander. Thanks for watching on the Niners nation Facebook page. It's not slander. Like again, we've given Jimmy a lot of credit for today. He won the game. He played well enough to win. He made key plays. I actually thought the, The 49ers have done a really good job at the end of the first half in both weeks of this season. They got points, I believe, with less than five seconds on the clock both times, or or at least like maybe it was like 15 seconds today. I can't remember off the top of my head. But they've done really, really good clock management at the end of the half, and I love to see it because I thought too many times last season the 49ers had, or I should say in 2019, the 49ers had chances to score points at the end of halves, and Kyle would kind of go into a shell a little bit. And it looked like he was more interested in running time off the clock than actually scoring points. This year, he's been able to do it both times. So credit to him. I saw a comment. Oh, here it is. From Marin Neshev, who's watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Anything about special teams? 
I got to shout out Mitch Wisnowski. First round Dude's, pick, baby. First round pick. <laughs> Dude's been awesome. He's dropping punts in the 20. I believe he had two inside the 20 in week one. Let me just check really quick if I could see. He had three inside the 20 today. 226 yards on five punts. He's setting up long fields, which works to the 49ers' advantage. Shout out Mitch Wisnowski. Good job. As well as Robbie Gold uh, notching in that 47-yard field goal to make it a two-touchdown game. If he misses that, the Eagles, they do have a short field. They already did score quick after that field goal anyways. So now you're talking about if they get that two-point conversion like they did, you're talking about a three-point game essentially with, with the 49ers needing to pick up a couple of first downs to ice this game. Um, so Robbie Gold as well. And, and I say Robbie Gold as well because it's not someone that Javi's been too high on, someone who's I haven't been too high on because he's been missing quite a bit of his deeper shots. And that 47-yard field goal in Philadelphia, it was not, a, not an easy one to knock through. How about George Kittle after the game? I love quarterback sneaks. <laughs> he, he had a, George Kittle had another monster pancake today where he's just flattening people and then rolling over on top of them. And laughing afterwards. I mean, the guy's a freak, man. I would have liked to see Kittle get a little more involved in the offense. Four catches, 17 yards today, just four targets for Kittle. There's definitely room to grow in the pass game. But if I told you guys that the 49ers would be 2-0, Brandon Ayuk would have one target, George Kittle, you know, basically would have pretty much nothing. Debo Samuel would be leading the team in catches and yards, and they'd be down to, what, their fourth running back? Like, would you believe they were 2-0? Um, no, I would say 1-1 one one probably. Yeah, 1-1. One one. <laughs> right? Let me ask right. you this. Uh, scale of 1-10, to 10, how confident are you in the game in Green Bay next week? Now, granted, we don't know about the injuries. Again, there's a, you know, this is Sunday night after the game. But scale of 1 to 10, Avi, how confident are you going? A home opener, Green Bay, in the throwbacks on Sunday night. Yeah, you said it. Home opener, throwbacks. Yep. Green Bay's defense is absolutely butt cheeks. Uh, <laughs> Darius Smith is probably out for four weeks, so that's yep. a big loss. So you're not going to get much of a pass rush. Bakhtiari's um, out. Bakhtiari's out, so Nick Bosa is going to go against uh, – I forget his name. Either way, he's pretty good still. Um, yeah, I, I – if I had to put a number on, I'm putting 11. Like, I'm very confident. Wow, 11. And I would expect to see Trey Lance next week. Like, home opener, get the kid out there for a few snaps, let Jimmy do what he's doing. Hopefully the run game can get going. Hopefully Elijah Mitchell's healthy and Trey Sermon's healthy. And just run it down their throat because we owe them one from last year on the, uh, the yeah, whole COVID do. thing. Even with COVID, they couldn't stop the pass with Nick Mullins, which was really weird. So uh, I fully <laughs> expect Kyle Shannon to come back with a vengeance on Sunday. Yeah, and you're talking about wide receiver one that game being Richie James Jr., and they still couldn't stop him, and he put up 182 yards with the touchdown that game. Um, I'm confident. I'm sure the 49ers are probably going to be the underdog in that game since they did have, by the final box score rights, a close game against the Lions. Final box score rights, close game to the Eagles. So I would assume that just because the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, the 49ers have a rookie corner, and Josh Norman out on the – out on the boundaries green bay is probably going to be the favorites so i'm definitely taking the 49ers to cover this game and i think the 49ers this is a winnable game before the season if you asked me i would have been like i don't know i'm a little 50 50 on this one but now that we're say two games in for the 49ers uh green bay i don't think they're going to be as bad as they were against the saints 
and I think the 49ers have a real shot to win this game because Javi said it, Zadarius Smith is out. And that's a big part of their defense when, yep. when it comes to their pass rush. Um, Preston Smith is going to be their ace as a pass rusher, which he's good, but he's not Zadarius Smith. He's not the other Smith brother. Um, yeah. He's basically Leo, and then Zadarius is Javi, uh, if we're looking at it that way. So I, I expect the 49ers to play very well. They're going to have a lot higher success rate when it comes to rushing the ball. And that's just going to open up the play action game for the 49ers. And this is 100% a winnable game. The atmosphere is going to be rocking. It's the first home game since the NFC championship game against those same Packers. Um, And we saw what that atmosphere was like at the time. It's going to be identical to that. And that's going to give the 49ers the edge in this one. I certainly hope so. I'm looking forward to it. I've been a big, like, 49ers are going to kill the Packers in week three all offseason. Um, obviously, the injuries changed that a little bit. The final wide receiver snap counts are out. Debo Samuel leads everybody with 49. Second is Ayuk with 38. Trent Sherfield, 24. Mohamed Sanu, 20. Juwan Jennings, 6. Shout out, Juwan Jennings. Got his first career NFL touchdown mm-hmm. today at the end of the half. Very, very nice. Congrats to you, Juwan. you got to fix that face mask, though. Jesus. Well, I didn't see which. What it's, is it? It's just so one bar. Odd. It's one bar. Looks like a looks like an aquarium on his face. <laughs> like, come on, Juwan, you got to fix that. Dude, how are you going to dog a guy when he gets his first touchdown well, in the NFL? I just want him to get some more swag. Like, come on, fix the helmet, bro. That's all. Oh, man, that's it's fair. Face mask. It's fair. You like I've style never... points. The TD yes. celebration was good. I enjoyed the TD celebration by Juwan. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Nick Bosa was talking in the post game. He loved the energy coming off the field. He basically said that nobody panicked. You know, the crowd was pretty like loud at the, the crowd, I think would have become a much bigger factor, especially after that 90 yard play, they were a huge factor, but like the Niners kept everything in check. And so it wasn't really as big a factor as I thought it was going to be. And I think next week it's going to be, I think Levi's is going to be shaking with people in there for the first time. If anything big happens for the 49ers early, offensively, defensively, Mm -hmm. that place is going to leave the ground, I think. Yeah, they have to come out. They got to start fast. None of this slow. Start slowing. Start slow against Aaron Rodgers. You got to start fast versus Aaron Rodgers. You could could survive against the Eagles starting slow like that. Aaron Rodgers will make you pay. Jalen Hurts isn't going to do that. Jalen Hurts was 12 of 23. His passing chart was not impressive at all. Um it, it was pretty miserable performance from Jalen Hurts. And I, <laughs> I grew up in the Philadelphia area. That fan base is, you know, they love you one minute. They're going to hate you the next. And Jalen Hurts is probably not going to get very much love like he did, uh, you know, coming off that Atlanta game. So you got to come you got to come out early uh, against Green Bay. Score fast, score early, and uh, keep them on their heels and force Aaron Rodgers to throw to his non-existent wide receivers outside of uh, Devontae Adams. On top of that, the run game does have to work against the Packers because what you said right there, Jalen Hurts, you could give that guy plenty of opportunities and it probably won't end up biting you in the end. If you give Aaron Rodgers those tight, you know, those amounts of opportunities, eventually a guy like Aaron Rodgers is going to figure out. So the run game needs to work. Because you need to control the clock against a guy like Aaron Rodgers, control the clock, drive down the field. And now, say you're giving Aaron Rodgers 40% of the clock opposed to 
closer to 50 or over 50. So you, it's got to be an emphasis of attack from this 49ers offense. Importantly, the offensive line, they're going to come out hungry. Yeah. I said what they did against the Eagles and how they looked. They know how they looked against the Eagles, and they know more than anyone else their lack of success because they're going to hold each other more accountable than I ever would hold them accountable. Uh, so get the run game going, and that's going to be the winning recipe for the 49ers because we've seen play action built off of that running game time and time and time again, especially in 2019. Um, I keep going to 2019 because I feel like this team is a lot closer to that year than they were closer to 2020. So if they can establish the running game, keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, that's how they're going to win this. Well, guys, I know it wasn't pretty at times. Win is a win. The 49ers are 2-0. You know, if they could if they could pull it out on Sunday night, they would be 3-0 with the amount of injuries they've already seen. I would think that would be pretty damn good. Leo, Javi, I want to thank you for hopping on. If you like Leo and Javi, you can always get more of them on Tuesdays with the Oh Hey There podcast. Yeah, you, I, was, I knew you All would right. sneak that in. No, I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody watching on the Niners Nation YouTube pages, Facebook pages, on Twitter. We really appreciate it. If if you only caught some of this, you want to hear the rest of it, don't worry. It's going to be a podcast for you. It'll be waiting there when you wait. Actually, later tonight, to be honest with you. It'll be there for your cup of coffee in the morning or whatever you got going on. Thanks again, guys. Thanks to everybody watching. Peace out as Leo bails early. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Go Niners! <laughs>